Hello and welcome. This is Modern Beers and 90s Nostalgia. I am your host, Justin Lamb. This is episode 31, and I'm coming to you live from the deep, dark corners of my home, also known as my basement. Mm. It's not that dark. There's a light. One light. I'm joined once again, as you can hear, from my, my wife, Erica. Hi. 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 And Erica is once again choking down a jug of wine from from Kirkland. Costco, y'all. <laughs> I'm a bitch on a budget. This is our our final cast episode of Friends Folk before we actually do a Friends episode, mm-hmm. um, probably in a couple weeks. But we'll see how it all pans out, timing wise. Life's crazy, guys. You I'm, never know I'm what's so going to happen. I'm so busy. Um, but. As you know, if you've been paying attention and following, which you have not, we have talked about Matthew Perry and Courtney Cox and Jennifer Aniston. And in an effort to pare down time, we're going to fit three people into this one. It's like there's only so many shitty movies from the 90s you can talk about. (laughs) You got to just slap them all together. Yeah, you know, if you did a movie where you played baseball with an, an ape, I might... Oh, wait, that happened. Yep. That was mm-hmm. Matt LeBlanc. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to be drinking he... a delicious beer. Didn't he do what? Was he in Dunstan Checks In? The ape? <laughs> Matt LeBlanc. Is that him? I don't think so. All right, just making sure. <laughs> Erica's going to check IMDb while we segue in to the beer segment. Hit it! We can't be happy underground. All right, this week I have a nice little beer. This beer right here from Shorts Brewing out of, uh, what is it, Comstock? No, that's Bell's. Elk Rapids, Michigan. Woo, yeah. Uh, Shorts has a, a red ale called Magician, and I'm trying their double Magician. And the thing that frightens me about this is there's no alcohol content listed anywhere on the bottle. You're fucked. <laughs> anything that says double and doesn't have anything for alcohol i was like well hold on a second there guys so i took it uh i took the liberty to look it up myself erica's reviewing the bottle to make sure this that... looks like vincent wants his face egger sugar water what looks like what um look at him he looks like vincent the actor vincent I don't egger know his name. sugar water d'onofrio oh is he that's that, what that guy looks like. Look at him. The beard's really long. I wouldn't be able to decipher that. Whatever. You guys buy the double magician from Shorts and look at the magician on the right. If you're staring at it, looks like Vincent D'Onofrio. Maybe he's out of work and had to pose for this art. It's possible. Yeah. The double magician, because, you know, knowledge is power. Is 7.6% alcohol, which is a lot less than I thought it was going to be. 49 IBUs, not too high in the bitterness scale, right in the middle. For someone who needs a refresher course on IBUs, can you tell me what that is again? International Bitter Unit. Okay. Uh, it's, it's the bitterness of the beer. The more hoppy, for example, the more bitter it would be. Okay. This one is right in the middle. Ooh. And it's about to be right down my throat. Right in the middle of my mouth. That's what she said. Yeah. Oh, man. That looks like a brown ale. Is that what this is? I wasn't listening. Oh, that looks nice. 
Looks like a darker cream soda. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just tried to hold my beer up to the light, and the string attached to the light went right into the beer. Right into the beer. <laughs> Someone's a genius. Little wet and dripping. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> uh, the double magician. Like I said, it is a double. London style red ale. It looks nice in the it looks nice on the glass, babe. Yeah, it's much darker than um than like an amber. For but sure. It's, uh... Let me try it. Ooh. Am I gonna hate it? You are gonna hate it so <laughs> much. Okay, hold on. Here we go. Podverse. Hold on. Podverse. Listen up. Your friend of the pod. Oh god. I already hate the smell. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, I don't love it. It's fine. Yeah, it's uh, I, I think don't get it's it. delicious. No, I mean, if you like, I feel like is that not hoppy? That's not hoppy. Is that no. not hoppy? No. So what's that taste? Bitterness. Right, but hops aren't hops bitter. Well, so I don't get it. Well, I, it depends on what you mean by hoppy. I mean, all beer has some form of hops in it. Like IPA is hop heavy. That's, right, right. So how is that? Di- is, like that's different, though, right? Yeah, I don't brew beer. I just review beer. Okay, so <laughs> you don't know it, right? is what you're telling. I'm sorry. I don't know. I would, I would assume the hops make it bitter, but it's not going to be. That doesn't necessarily mean. Like for instance, you can make something spicy with like sriracha without tasting the sriracha in the dish because you have other flavors going on that block it out. It's really true, babe. Same situation. Okay, gotcha. I'm following. I'm not, but it sounded like a good analogy of what <laughs> Can was I have, can you saddle up that <laughs> barrel of wine over there, that trough of wine and pour Erica it in my glass? goes through a jug of Costco wine a day. That's not true. That's how she gets through. I would die. <laughs> I, I'm busy. I would. 750 milliliters. Hey, this bad boy's going to last me a weekend. Come here, baby. I'm sorry. 1.5 liters. Oopsies. Is that the same thing? No. 750 milliliters is exactly half of 1.5 liters. I don't know, man. I'm not a mathematician. Hold You're on. not a mathematician. Hold on. Let me finish this. And I'm not a double magician from Shorts Brewing, a London style red ale. A double. So go do a magic trick. Try this beer. Tickle your ear and not your ear. You hear? This week we have three monumental movie stars. Ah! <laughs> They're not trying to kill us. No. I'm, I misread that. Sorry. I also don't think they're monumental movie stars. Correct. Um, but. Pretty good TV shows, though. Talented actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm talking about, of course. Duh. Matt LeBlanc. Whoa. That's <laughs> Joey. <laughs> oh, I got to see <laughs> yeah. Uh, David Schwimmer. Schwing. And Lisa Kudrow. She's great. 
It's open for something like. <laughs> Who do you want to talk about first? Lisa Kudrow. The crew. The Kudes. The Kud. <laughs> Not. Don't pluralize it. It sounds better. The Kud. The Kud. <laughs> I mean, let's get into it. To quote Positive America. You want to get, get into, into it? it. Yeah. Did you know that uh, her brother's childhood friend was John Lovitz? That's not a thing. Nobody cares about that. He's the one that told her to get into comedy, okay. and she joined the Groundlings because of it Is and it started John, her career. John Lovett? No, it's Lovitz? John Lovitz. So he was on Friends twice. Yeah. Friends trivia. <gasps> okay, nope. everyone who's listening to this, we are going to save that little factoid nugget factoid for the Friends nugget. episode because I have so many things to say about the characters that John Lovitz played when he was on Friends. So I learned a lot of funny little things about Lisa Kudrow when I was doing research. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't know that she was in Groundlings. I didn't know that she uh, worked with Conan O'Brien and Tim Hillman on a sh- like an improv troupe called Unexpected Company, which apparently did not last very long. I didn't know that either. Um, I didn't know she was in an episode of Cheers, though I guess everyone made appearances in random shows all the time. She had a long stint that we've already talked about. On Mad About Mad You. Mad About You. She was Ursula Bouquet. Yeah, which was before Friends. Isn't it so, so funny? they based, Phoebe had yeah. to be based somehow on that character. It's so, I don't, I genuinely, I've never looked it up. I've never done any research on like, but I know that Mad About You was an NBC show. Mm-hmm. And then Friends was obviously an NBC show. So yeah, NBC, I don't I don't know. NBC went through this thing in the 90s where they tried to do crossovers of every fucking thing I they love owned. crossovers, though. It was nuts. It's like these people exist in different imaginary universes, so it's a little strange. But like I mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago with um, Jennifer Aniston, Lisa Kudrow also tried out for SNL. Um, but she was, she lost a spot to Julia Sweeney. I think everything settled in its rightful place with that. Julia Sweeney on SNL makes sense. Lisa Kudrow as like Phoebe and everything else that she did make sense. Like, I feel like those were all good decisions. Also, Mm -hmm. maybe you've heard the hit track True to the Game by Ice Cube. I haven't, Justin, but go on. She was in the music video. What? Yeah, I learned that, too. Why have we not YouTubed that I yet? don't know. Um, and then this is crazy, because you didn't watch Frasier, right? I did not. I watched Frasier. I thought it was a great show. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Frasier's producer, mm-hmm. not like the show producer, but Frasier, if you guys don't know, uh, Kelsey Grammer plays Dr. Frasier Crane. And he's a he's a radio psychologist. His producer for his radio show on the show, uh, her, the character's name is Roz. Yeah, Roz. Uh, mm-hmm. Lisa I, Kudrow was cast as Roz. <gasps> I didn't know that, babe. And then uh, by the time the pilot was filmed, they recast her with the lady who actually plays Roz. Who I really like. I don't know her name. But I don't either. I assume she never had to work again because she was probably making Yeah. But she said, I guess Lisa Kudrow said... Years later, uh, it was like 2000, she did an interview and said, I knew it wasn't working, I could feel it slipping away, and I was panicking, which only made things worse. Oh, poor Lisa Kudrow. Yeah, I don't think she would have been in Friends if she had done Frasier. So yeah, I just don't like her. when people that I love feel insecure. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, she went on to do Friends in 1994. Phoebe Buffay! 
and had she had a number of movies and I mean has had a number of movies mm-hmm. throughout and she's done some great shows. Her uh, best nineties movie though. Well, hold on. Okay. We'll get to that. Ugh. Chomping at the bit, I'm sorry. <laughs> um I mean outside the nineties, starting with two thousand, she did hanging up with mm-hmm. uh uh Diane Keaton and Meg Griffin. Melanie Griffith? Melanie Grin Griff Grinneth. Why can't Meg I? Ryan? Thank you. No. It was Melanie Griffith, wasn't it? Hanging up? Hanging up, wasn't it? The sisters? Yeah. So wasn't it Meg Ryan? Was it? I thought so. I didn't think Melanie Griffith was a sister to who? Diane Keaton? Is Diane Keaton sisters with Lisa Kudrow? See. Um, she was in Analyze This mm-hmm. and the sequel, Analyze That. Clever. Uh, she's in the movie. Erica hadn't seen this. Uh, the Opposite of Sex with Christina Ricci. Meg Ryan. And she plays, uh, she, she plays the, just such a great, uptight, judgy character who's like, hey, Christina Ricci, you're a big bitch. It's a great movie. I didn't see that. Um, it's a great movie. And the one Erica is just like <gasps> trying to get to immediately, and she was reading off quotes from the movie before we started, Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. I feel like... This show helped shape me as a person. (laughs) It's so good. Like, it was really rare to see just two women, like, just be the stars of movies. You know what I mean? Like, you just didn't see that unless they were throwing themselves off a cliff, like, you know, Thelma and Louise. But it was really rare to see that dynamic on television or just, you know, on the screen, I guess. And I absolutely love Romy Michelle. And the, the California accents, you can't beat, like, Mira Sorvino in particular. Yeah, her, like, really, her really kind of throaty, like, what? Like, just a little, you know, more. Yeah. You know, her accent is so good. And Lisa Kudrow doesn't really have that, but Mira Sorvino does. And that entire, like, how Lisa Kudrow was wearing the back brace, and yeah. they put the man lids on her. <laughs> and it's so good and it's like and their dresses like i still to this day need to find somebody who will go as halloween yeah Romy michelle, michelle with yeah. me maybe you will next year I'll, i have great I'll halloween wear a dress babe we should do that guys i'm wearing a dress this year <gasps> I, I'm think we should, I think we should um, do if that. anyone knows good device for concealing my penis just make the dress <laughs> an inch longer it's not going to be tough um, <laughs> oh, a bazinga! <laughs> I was referring to the front, not the hanging below. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just make it longer. <laughs> I feel like in your mind, the the male body tapers inward, and then your dick just hangs between your legs. I don't. I don't have one. I don't know how it works. <laughs> have you seen one before? <laughs> I mean, briefly. Mm. I look away usually. She likes to keep the lights <laughs> out. <laughs> Correct. Take your glasses off. Let's turn the lights off. Let's do this. <laughs> and then she calls her friend in because she's just not interested. Um, Romeo and Michelle is a great movie. I like their. Fantastic I like movie. their the all the different sequences of the reunion, mm-hmm. like that aren't the actual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where like, um, Lisa Kudrow like suddenly remembers like the 
physics behind the glue for post-its where she's like, oh, the thermal whatever and, you know, and yeah. And then Alan Cumming shows up with like a totally fucked up weird face and he's like, the first present to myself once I made a million dollars was this new face, you know, and he's like super hot and she's like, oh my God, I love you. And, you know. Janine Garofalo, the Gene quick Garofalo's. smoking cigarettes, yeah. so good. I would I would have bought those back when I smoked. I quit. R.I.P. Me. <laughs> Miss me. Miss smoker me. I was really sassy. And you're still sassy. <laughs> what? But the best line that I say, I managed to work this in probably once a month. If anybody needs to make a call, I've got a phone. It's like one of the best lines of a movie i can't describe the how sign of success in the 90s you had a, a cellular, cel- a cellular television television telephone it i mean that's such a great great line that we say and then you know marion rhoda we always joke about that and you know we always say those lines and stuff so my sister and i definitely like do romy michelle we do those lines we go back and forth so and then our friend Jake, we always watch it together, and so it's always a great, ep- great movie. Memories. It's one of the best movies of all time. I'm not afraid to say that. Lisa Kudrow, though, very diverse actress. Yeah. Um, a lot of people might not know that if you don't watch a lot of stuff from her, but, I mean, you compare her zany character on friends to some of her other roles. Like I mentioned earlier, opposite of sex. Um, well, we're just keeping it to the nineties. So yeah. we're not even talking about like Valerie cherish and like everything else. And like later, but just in the nineties. Yeah. Generally speaking, just great actress. Yeah. So good for her fan of her. And that's a good note to mm-hmm. move along on. Mm-hmm. Hit it. Moving along, we have our next friend star. Ooh. Ooh, friends. And I call him Old D. Schwim, David Schwimmer, Shh, the Schwimster. The Schwimster. So we only have to talk about friends and then we can move on to the next person, right? <laughs> what are we Poor doing David here? David Schwimmer. He's fine. Oh. Erica, money is on everything. No, but Schwimmer, David Schwimmer is like a more of a Broadway like kind of play guy. So he, for the past however many years, he's been doing a lot of plays. Was that I mean, what he does now? Yeah, yeah, that's his thing. Because he, uh, I mean, I figured he just didn't do much. Because I, you know, who I think really got it right. We'll get to that next because that's that's Matt LeBlanc. But um, uh, Ross Geller. No, that's not his name. I know all the actors by their friend's name. Ross Geller. Yeah, I know, but like... Rossifer? I, but it's like, if I saw him in a movie, I'd be like, oh, Ross was in this movie. No, Ro- but, uh, but can we just yeah, talk about David how Joey Schwimmer. was like, I know your name's Ross, but what's it short for? Rossifer? <laughs> <laughs> David Schwimmer. Um, mm-hmm. Did you know David Schwimmer was in The Wonder Years? No. Yeah. What did he play, the young dad? I don't know what he played, but it was like he was. <gasps> no, he, he was, was the boyfriend to yeah, the yeah. older sister, wasn't he? Okay, isn't that, that what he makes was? Sense. Yeah, age, that's age appropriate. I'm having a flash of that's what it is, but I don't yeah. know if that's no, right. I, I, mean, I don't that's, know. That's age appropriate for the, what he would have been doing. 
because that was in what? I'm not 89? sure, but I feel like that's what it was, but I'm not positive. Uh, he didn't do a film until 1991, The Flight mm-hmm. of the Intruder, which I have no fucking idea what that is. Best movie of all time. <laughs> JK. Um, and then landed his first regular role on a TV show as the liberal son of conservative talk show host in the sitcom Monty. And who was the talk show host? The Fonz, Henry Winkler. Don't know what that show is. Who got Probably stabbed didn't do the very fuck good. out on screen. <laughs> it's a true story. <laughs> he got taken out, guys. Yep. Uh, obviously, he did Friends, 1984 to 2004. Can we talk about the pleasure that is Ross Geller? Ross Geller's amazing. He's so undervalued, I feel like. And David Schwimmer, as an actor, did such a good job with Ross. Like, he is such a physical comedian. Like the whole scene with the leather pants when he got warm and he couldn't get them back on. And then he, he was like, they're forming a paste. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so good. Um, so after Friends started in 94, obviously he got some more film roles like almost everybody in that was on that cast. And did movies like Kissing a Fool, Six Days, Seven Nights, and Apt Pupil. I have never seen any of those movies, but I Six know. Six Days, Seven Nights, he was Anne Heche's girlfriend. Boyfriend. He's a man. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> but wasn't, wasn't Brad Renfro an apt pupil? Is that how I know what that is? I don't is? know. Apt pupil was a Stephen King novel. Um, and actually, David Schwimmer said he was scared of that role when he got it because... He was constantly being typecast. Yeah. Oh, and The Pallbearer with Gwyneth Paltrow. <gasps> that's a movie that I know. Yeah. Um, yeah that's Brad the Renfrow. only movie. other with, No, Six Days and Seven Nights I know the cover of. I don't know if I ever saw it or not. But that was with, with Anne Heche. And then, yeah, The Pallbearer with Gwyneth Paltrow, which got tore apart by a lot of critics. Um, who was it? Roger Ebert? I think I read. Was it Roger Ebert? Maybe I'm wrong. But you can yell at me later online if I am. Um said it was like a poor reimagining of the graduate rude rude and then here's a fun fact i found out and i just want everyone to really think about what this movie would have been like had this casting gone through go on he was offered the role before anyone else of um agent j alongside tommy <gasps> lee jones for men in black david Schwimmer. <laughs> yeah First of all, I would have seen the shit out of oh, I'm that sorry. movie. He was offered that after uh, Chris O'Donnell turned it down. Okay, Chris O'Donnell is one of the most boring people I could ever imagine for that role. But just everyone close your eyes, unless no, no, you're no. driving, and imagine this. Uh, imagine Ross Geller <laughs> takes sunglasses, puts them on, and goes, you know what the difference is between you and me, Tommy Lee Jones? I make this look good. <laughs> That's right, because I could probably <laughs> do scene for scene. Oh, my Men God. Black. I wonder what that movie would have been like. Yeah. No. You can open it... your eyes now. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Erica was just standing here. It felt with really nice. Um, as, as that movie is written, Will Smith all day, every day. But if we reimagine that movie with Ross Geller as Tommy Lee Jones, can you imagine David kick, Schwimmer doing the cardio like in the beginning, chasing the alien? Well, but that's what I'm. No, no, no. But that's what I'm saying. If it was literally written for 
like the character of well, Ross. It sounds Geller. like it was written already, and they just right, they which were is like, ridiculous. We got to get a white guy in here, yeah, and they're no, like, no. "That Will Smith's funny." Yeah, and he's <laughs> he'll do. Go Chris O'Donnell to David Schwimmer, and then you to go Will, Will Smith. Smith. <laughs> yeah, no, Smith. I don't know. The '90s were Such weird. An iconic we, movie we were too. very progressive, but we, you know, later in the decade, <laughs> took a while to come come into it. Oh, and we came into it. Uh, I am just trying to picture that movie with Ross Geller. Like, I want to rewrite that movie, but with Ross Geller. Like, Monica! Like, I just want... It's funny that you keep saying that, because there's also a quote from David Schwimmer here. Go on. That says, it's a little frustrating that people kept typecasting me from my role on Friends. Remember when you were making a million dollars an episode? (laughs) Oh, isn't life so hard? Shut up, idiot. No one cares. Such a Ross thing to say. No one gives a shit. Our final star of the night. Winner of... Bamboozled! (laughs) It's from Friends. I figured as much. Mm -hmm. Matt LeBlanc. So the weird thing about Matt LeBlanc is that I have more to say about his career in the past like eight years. Yeah, that's because he did episodes, which oh, is amazing, and he such plays a, great, he plays a oh, shitty version and of himself. I know, and it's so good, and we can't talk about it because this is like minor beers and nineties nostalgia. But like, <laughs> I always want to change the show and call it nineties beers and modern, modern nostalgia. <laughs> we'll talk about recent stuff and drink Red Dog. Be like, remember, <laughs> remember when two months ago. Um, Let's drink Bud Dry and Zima and talk about what's happening in news. No, right <laughs> I would be on that show, babe. Just FYI. Um, but you, I'm just you saying. You find some Bud Dry and you let me know. <laughs> I'm just saying that I love Matt LeBlanc recently. Yeah. So, but like Matt LeBlanc in the 90s, like Joey, I'd rather die. So, Matt LeBlanc, Matt LeBlanc has a really funny film history and like TV history because. Uh, first of all, he was in a bunch of Red Shoe Diaries, which is fantastic. Which would have been Joey Tribbiani. I feel like Friends oh, missed sure. the boat on cashing in on that. Yeah, that like, could have made some they good Red made Shoe Diaries really jokes. good. Yeah, that was a huge You miss. just rewatched it. They didn't make any I Red Shoe Diaries I have a few jokes. things to say about the reason why they didn't do that, and we'll talk about that in the Friends episode. Um, he appeared in two Bon Jovi music videos. <laughs> Didn't know that either. I feel like in my head he appeared in Bon Jovi music videos as Joey Tribbiani. (laughs) Well, the first one was in 1990, so that was impossible. Hey, Joey Tribbiani lives, okay? And then he was in a music video for Alanis Morissette's single Walk Away, and then I was like, what the hell's that song? I don't know that song. I don't know, but I'm very interested. I feel like he'll be wearing a leather vest like Joey Tribbiani did in the early season of Friends. Um. That's not all. Two more music videos. He did. He had a whole music video career. Interesting. He was a music um, video guy. He was at the very end of the Into the Great Wide Open music video. Tom Petty. Okay. Into the Great Wide Open. Ninety shit. No. Under the sky. Tom Petty has a lot of really good nineties music. Yeah. Which absolutely. is surprising. Yeah, he's one of the few that it has feels like seventies music. Transition. But it's yeah. Like nineties. It's very confusing. It's one of the most successful transitions. All of his eighties music feels like seventies music. It's very confusing. Um, and then finally, which this part, this is funny. 
he was in Night Moves by Bob Seger, which was released in '94. Working on, he was on that. He was in that video. Yeah, was he? Because they didn't on do music. <laughs> Is that what he was doing in the video? I imagine. Uh, okay. Uh, and then also in the late '80s, early '90s, he uh, he was Kelly's boyfriend on Married <gasps> with Children. I knew exactly what you were gonna say. And his name was Vinny Verducci. And Vinny Verducci. Me and Erica were looking at this IMDb history, mm-hmm. and you can see he plays Vinny uh, to some degree, either Vinny Verducci or Vinny. Like a dozen times. So I found out why. Why? Apparently, they tried to make spinoffs of <gasps> Married with Children like three different times. I didn't. Babe, you haven't told me this and since I we just last found talked. That, yeah, and, and I didn't all know of that. them failed, but he was in all of them. So Vinny Verducci is like a thing. Yeah. It's like it's not it's not just like a joke like Italian Americans am I right like it was a thing no it, yeah so there was a <gasps> he, top of the heap was a spinoff that I never heard of in ninety one uh, like Mary the garbage heap um, and then what in ninety two they made a spinoff called Vinny and Bobby that he was in and that obviously failed as well. <laughs> But he reprised this this Married with Children character a number of times in a number of Married with Children spinoffs. That's so that interesting. Failed. It's like Phoebe Buffay and Ursula. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's on a much bigger weird level. But like who cares about a stupid fucking dude, Italian-American dude from New York? It's funny you should ask that because in 1994 he did a film called Looking Italian. That's what I'm saying. Like, why are we being shoved down our throats? This stupid fucking character. Like, nobody gives a shit. But again and again, Hollywood's like, you know what? Let's give Vinny Verducci another try. (laughs) Like, it's just the same shit you see now, though. Like, TV executives are. Idiots. Sharks. Well, they just want to like anything they can do to make money off. But I feel like they're like they missed the boat on this. They reboot everything. Well, yeah, I would totally watch Friends again. You'd watch a reboot of Friends, babe. Can you think about what if it was just fucking terrible? I'd watch it. You would watch what? You're not watching Fuller House right now. I don't have enough time to watch Fuller House, but I would... Is time, is time the issue? Is that what it is? Babe, I'm, I'm busy. How dare you? Yeah, but I'm saying, like, if you had time, I don't think you I would watch, watch Fuller House. House. I watched the first few episodes, and I was like, oh you my God, You just rewatched 10 seasons of Friends. You have enough time to watch Fuller well, I'm, House. Excuse me. I watched, like, three episodes a night while I was going to bed. There are 22 minutes. How dare yeah, you? Yeah, so is Fuller House. Maybe they're longer. Anyway, uh, he but also But I don't did. have time to watch Fuller House because I'm re-watching Friends. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Okay. Honesty. Priorities. Um, after that, Matt LeBlanc did Ed, where he plays baseball with a monkey. <laughs> That's the best I can tell you. It's a thing. Ed TV <laughs> or no. Ed? Ed. Ed TV Ed. is with... Uh, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. I wasn't sure if he was a buddy or something. That's like, what's reality TV? I don't know. This is crazy. Um, I just side note, look up any movies that involve reality TV as in some the like, 90s? Yeah, as some satire thing mm-hmm. in the 90s because little did they know it would be what took over all, everything. When did Survivor premiere? 39 seasons ago. <laughs> oh my god, I love Survivor. Um, and then in 98, Lost in Space, they did a <gasps> remake of Lost in Space. That was good though. I liked that a it lot. It was funny. And it also had Lacey Chabert right after like she started getting hot from Party of Five. 
I want to punch you in the I face. I can say that because I was the same age as her. At the oh, time. wait. Survivor started in the year Maybe two, I was a couple years In the old. year 2000. In the year 2000. <laughs> One of the best segments ever. Of all time. Late yeah, Night with Conan O'Brien. In the year 2000. I'm Andy Richter. And here's your host, Conan O'Brien. Scissor dance. <laughs> <laughs> just cut strings off my nipples we should do an episode on conan was in the 90s. there's a lot of conan in the 90s yeah we should do an episode people don't i don't i mean this is so far off subject we but can fix it in we'll post. fix it in post <laughs> no there's so much about conan i don't think people even understand the people yeah. that were involved in conan's show mm-hmm. in the beginning mm-hmm. like louis ck um, Stephen Colbert, mm-hmm. I think Judd Apatow. Watching old St- Stephen Colbert is like amazing because he's so little and young. Well, but that's he's like so that, good uh, now. The Dana like, Carvey show. Mm-hmm, yeah. I watched that documentary yeah. on, I think it's on Amazon Prime yeah, or Hulu. Prime. Uh-huh. Um, and the people involved in that, and it's all, it's a lot of the same people that ended up uh, working with Conan yeah. in the 90s. And like you, if if you think Conan's hilarious, like these are all people that share the same like comedic gene. They all have the same sense of humor, and that's why all of them are super successful. But right a lot now. of people that we like now were interns on Conan O'Brien's show. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like recently, like in in the 2000s. Uh, well, I don't know that. Yeah, like B.J. Novak or Mindy Kaling. I'm pretty sure. Crazy folks, but yeah, Matt LeBlanc. I mean Joey. He played Joey for 12 years because he did mm-hmm. 10 years on Friends and then two years playing Joey. They in the were show, being Joey. fucking nice giving him a second season. Yeah. I, I, but that, I mean, that show was a money grab. That to was, me? I guarantee they had a meeting with the entire cast and they're like, who wants to do a spinoff? And everyone's like, I'm doing fine, thanks. And Matt LeBlanc was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> and that's what happened. And then they made Joey. Like, to me, Joey never left new york like the fact that he moved to la and was living in some shitty yeah little melrose place apartment condo hotel room thing that did not happen like that is like sacrilegious it's like ross or it's um like joey and rachel hooking up it's sacri- it didn't happen i pretend <laughs> like i i literally skip through when i rewatch friends again everybody i rewatched all 10 seasons of friends <laughs> And For the 900th time. I got to the Joey and Rachel episodes. And the first few are fine because they're just like, this is fucking weird. And you're like, this is fucking weird. And then they just like get into it. And you're like, I'm not in this. And so I just skipped a couple episodes because I just like couldn't yeah. mentally deal with it. But I feel like that's how I am with Joey. Like literally the show Joey. If Moving you to LA, absolutely not. A like community never. fan, you may call that season the year of the gas leak. Just like Community does when Dan Harmon left for a season. Um, Nobody knows what you're talking Sure they do. But uh, the funny thing I like about Matt LeBlanc playing himself in episodes now, or I guess recently, because I think the show ended last year, but he, as Matt LeBlanc, none of his former friends co-stars will talk to him. Yes. It's, I mean, if you guys have... So funny. If you guys are able to get episodes of episodes it's on fucking netflix now oh is it yeah okay 
We so, are catching up with it on Netflix. Oh, okay. Whatever. Um, <laughs> My wife doesn't remember hanging out with I me. I don't know. Um, I'm busy. But I'm busy. I got I, a jug of wine over here. <laughs> from It's Kirkland Signature. I'm busy. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if you have time, watch episodes. It's so good it's yeah, so it's, really, really it's such it's like one of my favorite shows it's like a total surprise matt leblanc is so good in it everybody is really good in it highly two, 10 out of 10 would recommend in about 10 minutes i'm going to remind erica she said that because we're going to go upstairs and i'm going to put on episodes so we can keep watching i'm hungry can we order a pizza <laughs> all right let's move along <laughs> So we will end this week's episode with a farewell and a goodbye. Make sure you follow the podcast at Bears and Nineties on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can email Justin Lamb himself at at gmail.com and go to the website bearsandnineties.com. It has not been updated ever <laughs> guys i'm gonna take you through my journey there watching my husband do that initially i was resistant i was like i hate him <laughs> this is perfect for all the people that always ask me how does your wife handle you? <laughs> and then midway through i was like he is living his truth. <laughs> and then by the end, I was like, I love him so much. Peanut, you're so cute. I'm a peanut. You don't have to do that. Make sure. Stop. You put a condom There's on your There's a fucking belly. limit, Lamb. Stop. I like to push the limit. Ugh. I'm dangerous. Okay. All right, I'll talk to you guys next week. I take everything back. Someone help me. <laughs> Um, thank you to Shorts Brewing for making the Double Magician a London-style red ale double. Even though double was only like 7% alcohol. I want to <laughs> shout out to Kirkland Signature. <laughs> Their jug of wine for being $7.99 and make me feel so fine. Oh, oh. triple rhyme, y'all. Triple rhyme. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>